When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. White man overbite with it. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, a comedian, etc. That's because I don't know what the rest is, so I'll just use that term. And we're here, of course, with dating expert Marty Kinra. She is a best selling author and really smart. And then we have <laughs> our voice of man who is our also Zen voice of man. Very Zen. It's almost yeah, making it's like me sad, but in a good Do you like way. the new me? I like your haircut. Do you? I do like your haircut. What about this new like Zen way? Because I was always so hyper. Do you, you do like seem it? a little more Zen? Huh? Do, you do like I like it? it? It's great. I just don't care. But wait, when did this switch happen? Because that uh, his name's David Wygant. Was, by the way. Oh yeah, David Wygant, dating, dating expert. Yes. I don't know. Last year it started happening. Really? Just putting things into perspective of what's important. Maybe doing this business for so long and hearing about all these ridiculous things, people thinking that their life is going to be happier if they meet somebody when in reality is your life is so happy anyway. I don't know if you're zen, maybe depressed. No. <laughs> I don't know the difference. He's That's for zen. Me I have no Do idea you? the difference between well, she's relaxed depressed. and sad. Yeah, no, 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 not sad. Yeah, sad. Sad is like this like heavy feeling when you walk around, your heart's hurting all the time. Yeah, but that's what you I'm get, saying is I've never music been. And you're like, you know, you start getting like, Oh my God. And you start thinking about things in the past and things that you should have yeah. done or could have done. That's depression. Yeah. My mom was like that. Yeah. yeah. But for me, I never really know the difference. Like when I'm not feeling anxious, if that just means I'm like tired or relaxed, <laughs> like I have no idea. Oh I don't God. know what it I feels dated, like to I be I dated normal. a woman like you one time that anxiety felt all the time. I feel like you dated a lot of women nuts. like her. Yeah. No, no, no. Anxiety women was only one. Okay. I started drinking yeah. only decaf coffee, which was for headaches, but it's helped me in, in that aspect too of my anxiety, of course. Well, of course. I mean, the caffeine yeah. just yeah, it just fed the anxiety. Yeah, and well, I so still have it, but it's definitely mild out. So know? it's interesting to hear. So you are a dating expert. You coach other people about how to have a more fulfilling life, how to get what you want. So during this process, while coaching these people, were you not living the life that you were talking about? No, I was living the life. I think what just happened was is that I just realized that the life is everything you do every single day. It doesn't really matter. It's like after reading and coaching so many people and them being so outcome, you know, of what they want, they were so not present. I guess that's what really the Zen came from. It's just like feeling and seeing so many people not present ever. You know, they're always about, you know, what I'm doing this weekend or what I need to do or what I need to work on or how I need my life to be better. And in turn, your life is already fucking great right now, right in this present moment. The only thing that matters right now is the three of us talking and that's it. And people right now listening right now, if you're thinking about something else or you got 17 windows open and, you know, you got ESPN open and you got this open, and you got that open, you're not really being present. So I think that's what happened. And that and having my daughter really taught me how to be really present. But when because- someone's like not in the same headspace, because I'll hear people say that, like what matters right now is like this moment you're in right mm-hmm. now. But when I, when you're not in the headspace and you're just thinking about the fact that you have to worry about your rent or um, you know your child that's got something going on, right. it feels impossible. So how do you actually get to that place? Everything that's, question that's easy. Everything's always going to work. There's no reason to worry. Worry is ridiculous. I grew up with someone who worried. Okay, they worried about every single thing. They worried about this and they worried about money and they worried about that. What you think about, you bring about. So if you worry about money, you're going to be a broke motherfucker your entire life. Okay, because that's your mindset. If you're going to worry about your kid all the time, okay, the fact is, is your kid come home every single day and still loves you and still wants to hang out with you and is still okay. Worriers tend to what they do is they tend to create a future full of anxiety. There's yeah. nothing to worry about. If you look at your life... We're all going to die anyway. We're all... Die- yeah, every day we're dying. Right. But I mean, if you look at your life and you look at the things that have happened to you, you've survived everything. There's no reason to worry. There's nothing to worry about. As for death, that's coming anyway. There's nothing... You can't worry you about can't that. You can't escape so it. can't escape it. So it sounds like what you're talking about is reframing the way that you're thinking about things. Yeah. So, so how did that start for you in the past year? Because I... Okay, so I've known David for a very long time and we've gone on boot camps together we've coached other people together and I've heard you say these things before. So what, what's the difference now? What was the difference from a year ago 
where you're actually not believing these things. I think you believed them before, but where you're now owning it in your entire body and the way that you project yourself to other Easy, people. my kid, you know? It's like looking at the- So have a I, child, that's what you're saying. No, not that. People, believe me, people, most people shouldn't have a child. I was in Disneyland the other day, <laughs> yeah. and the way people were reprimanding their kids, I wanted to hit them across the right. thing. They made Adrian Peterson look like an angel, okay? Right. But I mean, it comes down to this. It's like, when you have a kid, you're put through so many different challenges, Right. So, you know, my kid didn't want to sleep at dad's house, didn't want to do this, didn't want to do that, right? But, like, all of a sudden, once I started breathing into it and realizing that everything is just a temporary stage and you'll eventually get to where you need to get to and you can't manipulate it and force it, you might as well be present and enjoy it. Once you're present like that, I watched her change and her dynamic change with me. It, that's Really? That's what it came down to. It came down to... You get back what you put out there. You get back what you put out there instead of, you know, I see all these people with anxiety and frustrations and fears and living their life full of fears and fears that they just make up in their head and they don't get anything That's like bad. living like you have to take a shit all the time. Like you're like, oh. <laughs> like that's what living like that is. It you're is. You're constantly like, you're like, you're no. cl- there's something, no, no, no. There's something that's always there. Yeah. And you're holding it in. You're, you're like, cl- but you're it's clenching. The runs. You're trying it's to push it out. It's not because it's yeah. shit you can hold. Okay. Right. It's when it's that, more that like piercing pain in piercing your stomach. Pain, not yeah. that we know about. Well, no, it's just that tense, like tense. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's for what you're sure. Living well, like I wanted I wanted you to come you. on the show. I'm very big into analogy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that analogy. And shitting, so that just came together for me perfectly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I get that. You're touching cotton 24 <laughs> 7. Oh, yeah. baby. I want, well, obviously, I wanted to bring you on the show because I love having you here and because I love seeing you. Um, but you are a single father dating. So tell me about the world of dating from a single father's point of view. I just don't care. You don't, but you don't, okay, so you don't care either. I don't care either. It I don't care really about my kids. Does that I help you? Huh? In, it's in great. Dating? I don't care because it's like to me, um, my life is already fantastic. I don't need to go and reach out. If I spend See, the day with, I spend the weekend with my daughter. I'm full of love. I don't need to go and find it. Like a lot of people date because they're so fucking needy, you know, and they're so, so codependent. You don't overthink how to present the fact that you have a child because you're just. You're I don't cool. over present anything. I just go present myself. And the fact of the matter is, I'm honest, authentic, real. I don't care if somebody is nuts and crazy. My trigger points are no longer there. You know, I used to love the nutty, crazy girl, you know, because I knew I'd have hot, fucking great sex. <laughs> and I meet them and I look at them and go, nutty, fucking crazy girl, don't want to go down that road anymore. Red flag, not going to be Red with flag. You. So it's taught me how to be, once again, the power of being present, not caring. Do I want a relationship? Sure. Whenever a good one comes along, I'll embrace that relationship and I'll be with that person. But until then, I'm very happy doing my thing. You know? This is a constant theme because like last episode that we had, we had Kelsey on the show and she was talking about sexuality and her um, newfound openness to enjoy who she is and who she wants to be. and I wonder why she looks so great. Yeah, exactly. I noticed that, I noticed yeah, that she was about glowing. her. She was glowing. She was glowing. Because exactly. you said when she got here, is there something different about your makeup or something? But the first thing I thought was like, she just looks she more just looks healthy. Fresh. Like she's happy. glowing. No, exactly. She's, give, you know, she's glowing. giving herself mental orgasms, okay? It's not the physical orgasms that yeah. you need. It's the mental. It's getting yourself off mentally in order then to then go and attract somebody else who gets himself off mentally. So then you actually have great sex. So her sexuality showed. I mean, she was no longer the little, I've known her for a long time. Yeah. She looked amazing. Be- amazing. She looked beautiful. She was glowing. She was Yeah, but she, she was, was saying exactly the same thing as you. She gave herself permission to just be okay with the things that she wanted. But even more so, she figured out what she wanted. I, I thought that was interesting that you're saying the exact same thing as well. So today on the show, I want to talk about this article that was in initially in the New York Times. Um, but then what is this called? News.com.au. So an Australian publication. Um, so the initial article was something that was in the New York Times that was stating there are 36 questions to ask that can guarantee love. At the final outcome. That so, seems like a very unlikely that. New York Times article because they're very like fact oriented. No, but it's 36. You see, New York Times, see, the other <laughs> sites would do seven, but the New York Times, because they're snobby and stuff, they think 36 means that they're actually that's scientific. People, that's scientific, but it's still magic pill. 36 magic pills to get it. Give so, it to me. Give it to okay. me. I want to hear it. So, this is the thing. So, this is what they've stated in the, New York, in the New York Times that the study was done. It was done in a lab where they brought in two heterosexual people, you know, a man and a woman. They brought them into the room. They asked each other 36 six questions and the questions are listed here and then after they ask the 36 questions and this is like a couple of hour process because they're in-depth questions they stare at each other in the eye oh, without yeah, breaking eye contact okay. for four minutes and every single i actually don't know how many couples it 
was that came out of this study, but every single group of individuals that came in to that room as non-couples left the room as couples and are still together. So this one woman was like, ah, screw that. That's bullshit. Really? We should do this. Let's do this experiment. Mandy Lenz Catron. Okay. So I've got a stopwatch right behind you so I can, we can time four minutes. Do the eye contact. We'll do that that during the break and just see how much you love each other. I'm not capable of love. But so she's like, this is not true. I totally don't believe this. So she decided to conduct her own study. She did it in a crowded bar. So not exactly the same thing. And with a non-stranger, but some, but a guy that she was kind of friends with who she wasn't really into before. And when this article was published, she was in a relationship with him for four months. So she's saying it does work. But the reason that You need works, to forward this to me because I will actually go film it. I will. F- I, I think will, you should. I will go out on YouTube. I will go out and I will actually film this. I think you should. I'm going to send it see, to you because I mean, this is just to me. It's like I, I think it's a bunch of crap. But, but here I are will, some of the I'm examples. Open. Let's hear it. Let's of see the, the questions. And, and this is why I think that it actually does happen. Okay. And I'll, okay. Or I'll, I'll explain afterwards why I think it actually has strong potential to be true. So this is the first question. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? That's question one. Number two. Would you like to be famous? In what way? Number three, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? Number four, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Number five, when did you last sing to yourself to someone else? Number six, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Number seven, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? And they continue. With questions All right, so like this. what this is, okay, these are thought-provoking questions that give people an opportunity to express their innermost desires. So then all of a sudden what that triggers, and I can understand that, what that triggers is it triggers the love hormone in both men and women because you're being listened to and all of a sudden the it other understood. person and understood. And the fact is there's an asterisk to this, okay, with if someone's going and communicating this, if you sit there and listen and then let them go deeper and stuff like that, immediately you're going to create this emotional bond. So you're going to be listening. Because most dates, as we know from coaching and talking to people, most people are horrific communicators and daters. I mean, some dates are so boring you want to shoot yourself between the eye and not care about whether you have the body of a 30-year-old or the mind of a 30-year-old because you want to die right then and there. Most people are really bad at communicating and listening. So... Sure, these are like 36, I mean, anybody. These can be thought-provoking. Any, th- any thought-provoking questions to make people less boring. Yes. yes. And to get Absolutely. deeper right away. Absolutely. And the other thing with these questions is that you can't put yourself in a position to please the other individual. These are actually allowing you to go into your own inner space and give a real answer. Like when we talk about OSA on this show, which is observation, share, and ask. It's the wing girl method, method for having conversation. The sharing aspect is really important because it allows people, guys, or even girls, if they want to use it as well, to go into that space where they ask themselves, why did I make that statement? Why did I make that observation? And then you're going from an internal place to explain the why behind why you've said something as opposed to what can I say to make her like me more? So but, it puts you into that but, position as opposed to a pleaser. Here's the but to this whole thing, yeah. okay, is that it's great. You know, so I can see, you know, the socially inept 80% of the population is socially inept because they can't connect. I can see them actually going and doing this and actually helping them, which would make them great. But all the fears, all the insecurities that they have, all the other stuff is going to be exposed anyway. It once again comes through. This is like a beautiful shortcut to allow people to actually have a better date. But your insecurities and your fears and you've been cheated on and all that other stuff doesn't go away. So if someone hasn't done any work on themselves, for sure, this is where the asterisk comes in. If someone hasn't done work on themselves, great. So if they have a great first date, they might have good conversation and they might get laid because it's going to open up that emotional pathway. But there's still going to be the mind that's going to take over eventually. Their pre-programmed subconscious thoughts that have sabotage their life up into that yeah, point. But that's going to happen almost, from a normal it's almost date like anyway. They went into a trance in this. Yes. And then it's like you snap out of the trance eventually. You can't you can't keep someone hypnotized the whole time that you're dating them. I completely agree with you, but I will say one thing. It's putting each person into a very vulnerable position where they are showing their real selves. They're showing their thought process, the way they think about things, the way they feel about things. And a lot of that information could come out in that process. And I actually think that it will help. It could help. I don't know if it actually does, but... Um, it could help them trust the other person more and be more open to saying the things that are really going on for them as opposed to hiding a lot of the things in the beginning stages of dating. I think that's where there's a lot of 
are trouble the, for a are, lot of people. Are there any questions like that with thought-provoking questions saying, what are your biggest fears in relationships? Are there are there any like honest, you know, mm. because this is where you know and I know, you you and I have been coaching for a very long time and you know from listening to Marnie, the insecurities and fears that people actually have, they self-sabotage just about every single relationship, yeah. you know? So where is this covering up once like again? Like how close and warm is your family? Do you feel childhood, uh, your childhood was happier than most other people's? How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Like these are the, they're pretty in I think if, questions, an, if this I says think. anything. This but is, I, I hear what you're saying. I agree with you. These are just great questions to ask on a date. Well, that's what I was going to ask. But not so in a way how, where you have a script. How can you <laughs> apply these questions to your dating life? This is really easy, you know. I mean, this become is a human being. Yeah, become a human being. But if for those people that really have a lot of trouble, and I think this is where it's really geared towards bad conversationalists, you can look and just, you know, when the conversation on the date goes south, which it usually does with these people, say, hey, I've got an idea, you know. There's this really cool article that I, you know, don't cover it up. This is a really cool article I read in the New York Times. It's kind of like a version of, like, adult truth and dare, you know, so make it fun, but make it fun. Like, you know, why don't we go and I've got some of these questions, you know, it's like this article really inspired me today. And I thought to myself, and if you say New York times, they're going to be like, Oh, he's well read. Yes, exactly. exactly. He reads the New York times. He reads the New York times, but the inspiration is good because then you don't have to, you don't have to, you can rescue a date and go, Hey, how about if we just ask each other some of these questions? It's, it is. And by saying truth or dare brings her back to her childhood or high school and stuff like that. And then once these conversations happen, then maybe you don't need them anymore. Once you have these questions, some of them come out. And it's fun because I've seen that. I've actually did a truth or dare party a long, long time ago, back when I first started doing this business. And I watched adults who were not talking to each other. You know, men on one side of the room, women on the other. We played truth or dare. Like eighth grade dance. That's what it always is. But they, they, once we started playing truth or dare, they were hooking up. They were outside the trampoline. They were talking. People were hanging out. So, yes, thought-provoking questions will always get that connection quicker. For sure. I'm going to put this up on my website. As well, maybe on the Ask Them Insight too. Yeah, we can tweet it for sure. Um, I'm going to do a really, another weird analogy. But whenever I go to a dog park, I take my dog to the dog park and I just see the way these dogs are so uninhibited. And I heard, I don't know if this is like super true fact, but like they obviously sniff each other's buttholes, but that's because they can get a sense of how they're feeling through their butthole. Oh, really? Yeah. I I, always wonder why. Yeah, it's like they can get, they just get the sense. But whenever I see these dogs and they're so uninhibited, I just imagine what if people not met sniffing each other's butts. I mean, in a dream world, right? Right. <laughs> not what I've but, seen in restaurants. <laughs> yeah. But going at it as just like, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, we just don't do that. We stay separated. We don't have, we're so inhibited. These dogs are like a great example. If you just yeah. want to make friends, you just approach. You just approach, 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 approach. And then maybe someone, you want to play with that person. But obviously that's not the way it goes. But but it can be. It can be. And that's exactly what David's talking about. Right. And that's what Kelsey was talking about in our last episode. The fact that they're now giving, I keep banging the microphone, giving themselves permission to be as carefree, open, and honest, like the dogs right. sniffing people's ass. Yeah, but the problem with a lot of men is that they watch so much porn, they're not just going to sniff the ass, they're going to start humping her leg. Right, right. that's you know, true. They're going to start penetration. I know, it's yeah. a difficult process to go from you know A to Z. But that's why we're doing this show, and you can do it step by step, and that's why David's materials are wonderful, because you actually teach people about how to you know, slowly eliminate all of those limiting beliefs that are holding you back. How to be a human being. And how to be a human being. Absolutely. How to be authentic and real, because you know, it's like, why waste time? We have so much... We have so little time on this planet to be us, so why not be the most, most incredible version of you? And then I'm already why doing it. Here? I'm already doing it. I love the Zen David Wygant. Okay, so before we get to the second half of our show, um, I have a new product out called the Chictionary. It's just love like the name. Thank you very Super much. Catchy. I may have stolen it from somewhere. I don't know, but somebody wrote <laughs> to me and said to name it that, and uh, this is my book. Um, so basically, I've taken phrases that women say to men or things that women do to men that most frustrate them, baffle them, confuse them, and I have decoded them for these men. Are we going to have David decode and then Sarah yes. decode? Okay. Okay. So I have. So I asked uh, the guys on my list who are members of my website. I said, "What are the things that most confuse you? Please write them in to me." So they wrote them in, and I'm going to read you a few of the sentences that baffled them the most, and you're going to tell me what you think it means if a woman were to say it to you. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Well, she well said done. that to you. Okay, I can't give hundred percent. I can't give hundred percent to a relationship right now, so I'm just not going to date anyone. Your friend. 
<laughs> you're done. Yeah. You're toast. You didn't turn her on. Your insecurities, your fears. You didn't make her feel comfortable. You didn't make her feel safe. There's a million reasons. But she's just basically telling you in the nicest term, go find somebody else. Right. You didn't, you didn't get me going. Okay. What about when a girl says, I love you, but not in that way? Once again, I love you. I know my like answers my were all brother, the same. Right? You know, it's like I love you like a brother. You know, I love you like a like a guy I can go to the park with and have a picnic and then go get my nails done with. No, she doesn't fucking want your dick. Perfect. And what about when a girl says, "I have a boyfriend"? Oh God, she just once again doesn't want your dick. She wants the imaginary one. The boyfriend can be a vibrator, as far as she's concerned. She just doesn't want you. It's the way you walked over there. It's you did not make her feel secure enough. You did not trigger that boyfriend potential in her. She doesn't have a boyfriend at all. She was receptive to you until you blew it. So what are things that guys, I'm going to go off of the dictionary for a second, which you can get at winggirlmethod.com slash, no, it's slash the dash dictionary. So what are things that guys can do so that they do create that response from a woman? Because what are, what are they doing wrong? Like what where what are the things that they're doing wrong that isn't invoking that thought of he could be a great boyfriend or a great lover? They're not listening to programs they buy. Programs that you do and I do, they don't fucking listen to them. They look at it and they can't believe it's that simple. You and I exactly have the same exact theories where it's that simple. You literally walk over to somebody, you you give yourself some positive talk, you feel comfortable, you feel secure. Women are most insecure people in the entire world. When you walk up to approach, they're nervous as can be. They're not right. Full of like, yes, I'm a woman. I'm gonna be fucking strong and secure. They I'm gonna be- make this tough for the you. The first yeah. thing I think a lot of the time is I, I definitely think I have something in my nose. Like <laughs> someone that I don't know starts talking to me. Oh yeah, women. And women. sometimes I'll go, "Is there something in my nose?" <laughs> Just because it's like I can't. I don't know. The whole time I'm standing there. So that's what what someone that, might be exactly, thinking. Yeah. exactly. I know, and men don't. And men don't understand. It's about claiming. They don't get it. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. It's the authority in your voice. It's the way you walk over. It's your body language, okay? It's the way you listen. You don't want to talk about the opener nonstop, which half these guys do. They'll come up with an opener and go, hey, that looks like a great sandwich. And then three minutes later, that really looks like a good sandwich. <laughs> yeah. That cheddar cheese here looks really good. Is there mustard on that sandwich? He's like, no, no. I mean, I, I'm referring to your vagina now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That taco looks really good. It looks dripping wet, you know? It's yeah, like, no, that know. gets really weird. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it gets disgusting. They don't, what it is that they don't claim, it, it's a it's a claiming thing. There's a sexuality that, you know, Caveman, cave woman, we haven't changed since then. So when you walk over, it's eye contact, it's body language, it's listening. There's a simplicity of it. And the problem is that men have been marketed to endlessly about these three magic things you can say to anyone that makes you want her. Bullshit. It's called hello, it's called how you doing, and it's called what's up. But they don't believe in the simplicity. So what you and I teach is simplicity. And if a guy actually went out there and put his hours in, like Malcolm Gladwell talks about, outliers, we actually put hours in. You actually go and do these. Yeah, things. don't read that book, by the way. I read that and I'm like, shit, I'm never going to make it. I know, ten thousand hours. I don't have ten thousand hours. But you I'm do. too busy sleeping. No, nah, but you do. It actually starts adding up. You don't even realize right. how to become you're an at expert. Your 10, yeah, hours. you're at your ten thousand hours. Wait, tell me, I'm old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I see those wrinkles. Jack. And I didn't, that's you, why you're at like twenty thousand hours. Well, well, wh- okay. <laughs> well, whiplash. That's also why yeah. I had to oh, yeah. me. I was like, oh my god, look how much stuff how hard you had to work, right? Yeah, but but no, yes, it is. I was kidding, but. Yeah, but you have to work at something to be great at something. You just can't go out. This is another thing that guys do. You can't just go out on a Friday night. You've done nothing all week and then expect to have game at a bar for two hours. It's like on a Friday, you're defeating the whole entire way the world works. Tom Brady is not in another Super Bowl because he just fucking threw the throw the, the football by the for way, three can hours you, like, on a Tanya Sunday. Tanya Harding, like the shit out of Tom Brady, like just bash his <laughs> knees in, please. Can oh, we just take care on. of this asshole? I am so sick of Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. They are cheaters. They play dirty. Men do not approach women the way New England no, they approaches don't. football. They prepare, <laughs> yeah. they prepare, they prepare, and prepare but no, and prepare. they play dirty. No, and they get into the mind of mm-hmm. the opponent, and they know exactly what type of plays they're to bullies. do. No, they're brilliant. They're they're brilliant. They know exactly they what cheat. to do. They don't cheat. They know exactly They're what being to investigated do. right oh, now. Oh, please, with the football are they really? deflated. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. The football what, what, was... How can my boobs cheat? are deflated. Someone deflated my boobs. <laughs> They're easier to catch. <laughs> deflated <laughs> balls? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No. Wait, how boobs, can you cheat oh, at football? 
Well, a while ago, I mean, this is a whole, obviously a whole other thing, but a while ago oh. they like t- took people, like other teams' playbooks. They they, they oh. were fined for that. They actually did cheat. I think they play dirty and they don't have good character. Oh, yes, they may they may win and get to the Super Bowls, but it's because they play in ways that they shouldn't. Like, for example, this past game, they played against the Colts. I mean, this is going to come out a few weeks from now. They'll, they'll probably have already won the Super Bowl, unfortunately. But they they did a trick play where, yes, it's legal, but... It's not the way a fair game is played. Yeah, they, it totally they hit is. below it's the, the belt. It's in the rule book, and you can do it. Yeah, it's but they, totally I guarantee the thing. NFL will look into what they were doing. Yeah, but the thing is, they worked the rule book perfectly, and that's what life is all about. Yeah. You work the rule book perfectly. You can't. You prepare for things. If you want to be successful, I mean, take a look at anybody who's ever successful, and no matter what they do, they go out every single day and they work on it. And that's the problem with these guys. They don't fucking do the work every single day. They go out and expect miracles to happen or they get online and they don't, they're a horrible writer. They're not good at texting. They don't study the skills of writing and texting. And then they get angry because women do not respond to them in a proper way online. Right. It's like, you're not. Well, that brings go- it back to that kid in um, Santa Barbara, like a year ago when he, yeah. oh, Elliot. Yeah. Was that his yeah, name? Yeah. I think so yeah. yeah. You know, he was angry. You know, people weren't responding to him the way. But he was weird. Of course, well, he no also one's gonna... has like some sort of psychological yeah. disorder. But there are many men like him. And David has spoken to a lot of them. I've spoken to a lot of them. We've heard from them on our blogs and all the things that we do. All these people who are really angry at women and put it onto other people as opposed to taking ownership and working on themselves, like David and I both talk about. And for a lot of people, I think it seems like a daunting task. Like, oh, how am I going to become this expert with women? And how many hours do I have to put into it? Everything that we teach are things that you can add into your regular day. It's really about being open by pushing yourself a little bit, taking a small risk every single day. Saying fucking hello at Starbucks. Saying hello at Starbucks, at Whole Foods, opening your mouth, lifting your head. And I know, again, even those things seem seem daunting, which is why both of us put out programs to help make it sound easier so that you can do each of those little things every single day. So it doesn't seem like you're like, okay, now I'm here and now I have to get all the way to here and that seems daunting and overwhelming and then you don't do anything. Right, right. Um, But we went on a rant in a different direction, but I think (laughs) you're bringing up really, really great points. Even when it comes to what questions to ask, what things to say, what you're what you're ultimately trying to say is that people are overthinking it too much. Everybody's, Literally, if you just spit the things out of your mouth that you want to say, as long as it's not, it's not too like over the top and inappropriate, uh, there, there, it's going to be welcomed. It will be welcomed either because you've said something that is over the top and bold, and that'll be very different and attractive. Okay, I got a story. I got a story yeah. to share. Authenticity, authenticity is amazing. I went out with this woman on a date. She looks at me. She goes, "What do you want?" And I looked at her. I said, "Absolutely nothing." She says, "What do you mean, nothing?" I said, "I want absolutely nothing." I said, "I'm just going to stay present. I do not know what the fuck I want. All I know is I want nothing right now." Right. So by the end of the date, she looks at me. She goes, "God, every other guy's all over me on the date. You're not all over me at all." She goes, "Can I kiss you? Can I kiss you?" And it's like it's like she was throwing herself at me. And I said, I said, I'm just here. You're like the Jerry Seinfeld of dates because the show is about nothing. It's yeah. about nothing. The but dating that's what about this nothing. is all about. It's about nothing. It's like, it's about nothing. It doesn't matter. That's what people don't get. It doesn't matter. And the great thing about Seinfeld, Seinfeld would have been a great dating Bible because saying what's on your mind is actually the most attractive thing because you look Insanely like attractive. a confident person. You don't give a shit. I remember I was, I was online and I was, I'm doing some work on doing a new online program, and I wrote to this woman. I said, I could sit here and waste my time doing it the absolutely most creative email I possibly can. But what I read in your profile really resonated with me. We can either be adults and have a conversation, or we can go back and forth and text like teenagers, right? She wrote back right away. Oh, my yeah. God, that was so yeah, honest. Yeah, because it's authoritative, and it's, it wakes you up a little yeah. bit. It's honest, yeah. and that's what's missing, I think, in today's society is pure honesty. That's why we watch TV shows like Seinfeld and Curb your enthusiasm because they're real. Yeah, they're There's real. There's no masks at all in in yeah. And me. reality shows like the Real Housewives. Yeah, no, those County. those the are scripted, masks. Yeah, the scripted Housewives of Orange County. Right, right. The horrors. those are real. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why we like them. Oh yeah, we love those type of women. Those are my favorite type of women: <laughs> fake lips, fake boobs, fake ass, and well, no. perfect. And somebody else's we money. Sarah we have another fake woman who is very fake up. and very clearly very fake. She's all made up today. Just kidding. Um, so she's got an iPhone four, man. She that's, does have yeah, an iPhone. That's not four. fake. That's a woman that's got real everything. <laughs> the women that got the big iPhones. Let me tell you something. There's something fake on there, but you don't have the big iPhone. I do. No, I don't. Have that. I do. No, you don't. 
Yes, they do. Yes, she does. Big, well, this is, is not the, the biggest big, but this is the. That's no, the that's plus. the same as yours. It's the same as mine. We don't have the plus. Oh, well, it's big to me. The I think plus. I barely get five. my hand around it. Yep. I don't have the four. The plus usually has breast implants. I think Sarah knows we're talking about her phone right now. Yeah, she does. <laughs> okay. Stop talking. But we have her on the second half of the show uh, where we're going to ask her the statements and phrases that I'd ask David and see what she thinks is really going on. And then we're going to talk to her. Is she just newly single or she no, is she's single? been single for a while. Oh, all right. She, so likes she, the, she likes the men. All right. I like mm-hmm. it. All right. We're yeah. going to talk to her after the break. Welcome back to the Ask Women podcast. We're here, of course, with David Wygant giving all sorts of interesting Zen information that I can take to the grave. And um, <laughs> Not yet. We don't want you going to the grave quite yet, okay? Right. And uh, we have my very awesome friend, Sarah Rodenhouse, joining us. Thank you for coming, Sarah. Thank you for having yes, me. Yes, I feel like we're on SNL right now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. So like Sarah... Cupcakes, great. Yeah. So Sarah <laughs> dates occasionally. I know you like the men. You look for men opportunities when you find them but you haven't really found anything specifically and like whenever we hang out you kind of talk about like issues that you're having with like a guy that you're seeing or like doing or something like that <laughs> well there's not so much doing but <laughs> yeah yeah so so Marnie, yeah. Yeah. so Marnie's a dating coach and basically like she likes to have single girls come in because all the guys that listen to the show are mostly well everyone is mostly male that listens yeah. to the show but they also have no idea like how to communicate with single girls and like how to talk to them and what they're looking for. Well, really how to attract them. Like, Mm -hmm. so how to approach them, what to talk to them about, how to date the mistakes that they're making. So I would like to hear from you some of the difficulties that you're having in dating and where maybe these men are making mistakes with you that Mm. hopefully can be corrected. Yeah. Well, I guess, um, my biggest issue is like the only time that I ever find myself, uh, in a situation where I'm, you know, where I see a guy that I'm attracted to, it's in like a really awkward spot, like at the grocery store. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, so how do I approach this situation? Do I, uh, you're buying yogurt. Uh, I really like yogurt. <laughs> actually, like that. yeah, actually, that's exactly like oh that. God. Exactly like that. I that's like that. Yogurt uh, too. Play, play the damsel in distress, you know? Oh, I can't reach that. Oh, I can't reach that. Or like, or like, God, I've never had this yogurt You'd before. Be like, Is yours good? You know, just these guys are, these guys are not going to come approach you because they get intimidated by you. Because guys are intimidated by any woman that walks. I mean, basically, so if a guy that's attracted to you, he's going to make excuses not to talk to you. So you have to open yourself up by being open. Literally, like, literally, like you have a sign saying, I'm available, I'm available, I'm available. Because if you wait for him, him ain't coming. So how do women pull, because this is the thing. For me as a woman, I know for a lot of women, there's a confusion on that line of when you become too aggressive versus putting yourself out there. So Can we role play this? Yeah, of course. Oh no, Sarah, are you okay. gonna role play right now? Because I, I would think like yeah, come on, role play. Do it. Okay. Okay. All right, Sarah. Yeah, seriously. That's why I ignored you in there to embarrass you in here, okay? Yeah, so let's do it. Where so what is it mostly in uh, what supermarket? Probably Whole Foods, right? Um there's a Gelson's Okay, or Gelson. Ralph's. We're all very fancy in here. Yeah. Let's, dial, let's dial it down to a Vons or like no, a Ralph's. Ralph's. There's, there's a Ralph's. Ralph's, Ralph's is yeah. named after a burp. I mean, we used to say Ralph when we burped. Yeah. There's nothing there you fancy go. No, yeah. Ralph, Ralph was throw up. Yeah, yeah was, throw up. Right? Ralph. Yeah. I just Ralphed. Yeah. No, we did. It was yeah. burp. I only yeah. heard Ralph. Gelson's and yeah. Whole Foods. I just want to speak to a whole you audience. You would have probably been saying it a lot, and I'd be like, oh, this guy's puking all the time, but it's true that you were just burping. I was just burping. I mean, I could Ralph now, but I don't have to burp. Let me see. Yeah, there's a particular Ralph's that always has really good looking guys. Yeah, where is it? Sarah's neighborhood. Echo Park. I would usually say... Okay, you're an say, Echo Park girl? Well, I live in Silver Lake, but, okay. you know. Yeah. So I'll go to Echo Park for the... For the guy. looking okay. grocery store guys. Okay, so you got the hipsters. That, you got the hipsters, okay? The hipsters are very passive men, mm. okay? The reason why they're passive men is because they're too busy working on their hipster look. That That's beard that, that... Too ironic. That beard, to be that, beard that works or the jeans that are sinking a little too low at the right moment or the shirt that doesn't, you know, that fits them but doesn't really fit them. They're working... They're like little girls, okay? And that's the problem is that those guys are very, very passive, right? So you're going to have to literally, literally ask them questions like, excuse me, I, you know, like... Well, it seems that they're like kind of self-centered. Though, I mean, like, no, I guess well, I think like, growing up, I have all brothers and they're all really nerdy, like video game playing that's what they dudes. Are. And I guess that's maybe where I kind of 
am more attracted to someone that might be like, you know, yeah. maybe like that. Yeah. You want a video guy so you can just sit there and play, you know, no. John Madden football with him on a Sunday afternoon? No, but I think that's where my comfort zone is. It because is. it's like I'm so used to talking to my brothers who are, you know, kind of nerdy, kind of quiet, have always been that way, more into music and arts than never did sports, like those kind of dudes. I guess that's kind of where I feel more comfortable. But What do you then, really want? I mean, you feel comfortable. Comfortable sounds boring. There's no spark when you say, this is where I feel comfortable. <laughs> I mean, great. Have sex and go do somebody that's like your brother, you know? And it's like, ew. I mean, mm, it's no, like there's no... No, that's not really where I'm going with that. <laughs> but, but, you know, but it's that comfort zone of that type of guy, you know? It's like we get into that comfort zone. When we date our comfort zone, we're not dating, we're not dating somebody who's actually good for us. We're dating somebody that's familiar. Familiar really isn't good because familiar is never going to teach you anything. Familiar is not going to have you grow. So if you had to describe... A great guy, because he might be listening right now, you know, and he might be able to email. I don't think he exists. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, he exists. He might be listening, and he might want to come to Ralph's in Echo Park. Hold on a second. Why doesn't he exist? Like, do you think you want too much, or do you think... Yeah, I think I expect too much, especially because I have dated I have dated a lot of different types of people. I've dated the sporty guy. I've dated the outdoors guy. I've dated the nerdy music guy. You know, I feel like, I don't know, I guess that... Because of I've and when have they all not been giving to you? That would, well, there's would always a piece missing to, from piece? like some, for, but it's like a you know different piece from a different person, I guess. Okay, so what are the last three different pieces? Um, well, I guess like the last person that I had a very serious relationship with was um, there was a, a maturity level that was missing, um, okay. which he, it made sense naturally because he was younger than me, um, and then another guy who it was almost kind of the opposite. He was like, you know, so very nine to five and I okay, hope I must fun. go can home. Yes. I must go home seriously. and get to bed early and right. I will not <laughs> waste an hour seriously. on kissing you because okay. I have He to sounds sleep. like he should be president. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's, what's the third one? <laughs> um, I guess the third one is somebody who was just too spontaneous so that they couldn't even it was like oh well you know I've got this going on and then I'm going here and I'm doing that so I so don't really have time for you. this is where it gets very confusing you. to men because like every <laughs> no, time you're easy. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't want to be a dude right now listening to Sarah. This, because I understand the balance that Sarah's looking for. So oh, yeah, I, me too. I, and so do you. Yeah. But for other guys, you're like, what the fuck? You don't like this guy because he's too spontaneous. This guy because he's too serious. This guy because he's too immature. Mm -hmm. You're looking for that balance, yeah, right? Exactly. And, and the balance looks like what to you? Oh, gosh. Uh. <laughs> See, this is what you call your blueprint. Without knowing your blueprint, you're not going to attract it. Mm -hmm. If you can't answer that question right away, because you know what the universe gives you when you are searching or looking or it gave meeting. Her me. It gives it you, clearly works. No, it gives you a maze. <laughs> it gives you it gives you an emotional maze. When you know exactly what you want and you actually write it down and actually think about it all the time because I'm a firm believer in what you manifest, what you think about, you bring about in your life and it's true and I've proven it so many different ways. So what you're saying is this and then that and then this. So what happens is you're getting this and then that. So if you actually can condense these guys, and that's great. You had this experience to be able to condense all these guys into one because he does exist. You have to believe he exists because if you don't believe he exists, you're still going to get Mr. Guy who's like running for Mr. President and the, the Mr. Spontaneous guy who doesn't make you feel safe. And then, you know, the video, you know, the other guy, right? I forgot the first guy because he was so unmemorable. Right. Um, they all are. But <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. No, but it's that's the truth true. because you got to really answer quickly what you want it's it's a it's your blueprint it's what you need have you ever read the five love languages no oh, it's great book great book read. know your love language because obviously yeah. spanish italian yeah. <laughs> we're getting, we're, yeah we're getting a little bit off French topic accent. but everybody should be, everybody should be reading that and i love that we're going down no but Marnie, she said it she said it this yeah. guy wouldn't you know Ooh, don't you have time to kiss for an hour so this physical touch that's sitting in there that this other guy didn't satisfy so you can really listen and i can you can hear between the lines where people are not satisfied but people don't know themselves enough, they always put it off on the other person, right? So if you know yourself, then immediately, and there's also a checks and balance system that I call it, I call it in the first 30 days, look at a guy. And if he actually walks the walk, talks the talk, because most guys talk the talk in order to seduce you and get in a bed with you. But the thing is, if a guy walks the walk and talks the talk, all the promises actually come true because you're getting the best version in 30 days. You're seeing that person. You don't have to waste six months with somebody or nine months or 
three years with somebody that doesn't deserve more than 30 days. Yeah. But the initial question was, how do you say hi to a guy at the yogurt stand? <laughs> really, that's in the grocery when it all store. boils down to. You, you know, need but, some healthy bacteria. As wonderful, yeah, as wonderful as like the is, for a lot of people who are listening, it's it's not it's not helpful. To them. It is. Okay, there, the, yes, it talks about like the grand space to be in eventually, and that's what they're working up to. But in the very beginning, if you think a guy, or even if a guy thinks a girl is cute at the grocery store, exactly what David was saying in the first half of the show, the three ways to start a conversation are what's up, hi, and what was the other How one? How are you? How are you? Like, uh, you, you can do all of those things and you can mm-hmm. still be feminine um, and yeah. not be seen as too aggressive. But I'm, I want to talk to you from a male point of view. What, what would that be enticing to you? Would that be intimidating to you? Would that No, be... I mean, but I'm not a male point of view. I'm, I'm somebody who welcomes conversation. Now, right. a nerd... Like if you look at like, you know, the guys that come to the boot camps and other guys who have trouble doing this, if a woman says that to them and as long as they're feminine and smiles and makes themselves seem available, these guys think it's Christmas all over again. It's like they think Santa delivered you (laughs) right then and there. So there's a way of being very feminine about it. You know, you can drop the little clues and the little hints. But the thing is, it's like it also, you know, you can do that, but you still need as a female, you still need to be claimed. And that's the problem that passive man might you might give passive man enough of a hint but he still needs to act like a man in order for you to feel like a woman in front of him. Yeah, well, and I guess that's another issue, like, right from the start is I don't have the confidence, you know, especially in a city like L.A., there are so many women who look like women, and to me, I sort of resemble, <laughs> like, a prepubescent boy in comparison to some of these, you know, women who, when they go to the grocery store, they look fabulous, and I'm like, oh, I just got out of a yoga class or what, a, a dance yogurt class. class. Yogurt okay, okay. class. Okay, wait, a yogurt class or the bacteria class? No, but that's wrong, but that's... What, that's what women do. They compare yourself. Don't compare yourself to those. Those First off, okay, the beauty, the true beauty of a woman is who she is, right? So right. I've dated all so types really of women. really ugly. I've dated all types of women. No, she's, when she's smiling like this, it's like, who the fuck cares? It's like, I don't look at, so you're wearing a striped thermal shirt, and I don't know what you're wearing down below, right? But, sweatpants. Well, she sweatpants. also just got off a 5 a.m. flight just from New York. Just yeah. for the record, yeah. <laughs> oh, good, you're doing the red eye? You're after the red eye from... Well, I mean, yeah, no, it was a first early morning flight. Which is basically so what, the what red are, What are yeah. things that, yeah. okay, if in if for you, um, that guys could do differently or could do better if they see that you want, like, how, like, what signs are you giving that you want to be engaged at the grocery store by these guys other than, like, I'm know, not. not looking at them? <laughs> yeah, I'm just not looking at them, which okay. I, is something I clearly, I mean, I feel like I probably should, you know, at least no, try to make these, eye contact. Or, no, but these are the things. There's things that you should, and for sure you definitely yeah. should be making it, not more obvious, but more, the fact that you're more open, but just to paint the picture for guys who are out there. So girls who are walking in the grocery store who are interested in you are not actually making eye contact at you. Mm-hmm. They're not giving you signs. If anything, you're covering up Literally your signs, Literally running right? away. Yeah. 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 So why, <laughs> I'm why? the exact same way as Sarah. Like if I didn't no, have too. a boyfriend currently, like I was, I went to Vaughn's the other day and this guy was in there and he was clearly like, to me, he was single. He was shopping for himself, obviously. And he was really cute. And like, I saw him in the, and this is so something that Sarah would do. I had like a basket and I was trying to get around him, but I didn't want to make eye contact and I didn't want to like give him any signal or anything. So I like tried to squeeze through with my basket, but I ran into his shopping cart with my basket and I went, Oh, and I just kept going. Like I didn't. And that's always the fear is that like this situation can turn awkward really really quickly. But then he got in line behind me when I was checking out. And I knew he was trying to kind of like say oh, hello. Absolutely. And I, but I just would not look. I mean, I, again, I have yeah, a boyfriend, but, but, but he was really things. cute. And but I just, these didn't are things look at for him. guys to hear that, like, as, as wonderful as it would be to think, oh, well, I'm getting an IOI. I hate when people use that stuff, but like an indicator of interest from her. Most women, I would say, don't give overt signals no. that they're interested. They give they, none. They, they give yeah. none. They're very so, difficult. Yeah. So, so. What would be the thing for a guy to do in the grocery? Have some line? balls. Yeah. I mean, it's just like she's not going to be a laid down. You have to look at your life and think to yourself, is she going to be laid down? No, she's not going to be a laid down. A lay down. A lay down. It's like you're going to, hi, I'm available. You know, I want to have sex with you tomorrow. Right, you most know? guys, that most guys uh, want like 100%. Like I know for sure I'm not going to be rejected. But I'm just, my, my point is to say that like the girls who are probably, who may be most interested in you are the ones who seem like they're who the go, most disinterested. Who girl, go away I tell you, from you. I tell you, yeah. women run away all the time. Like I'll look at a woman, I'll smile at her and she'll quickly look down at her feet and run away and yeah. I'll 
be like, all right, that's it. We're playing cat and mouse right now. Okay, yeah. so this is fun. So I'll go. The next time I see her, I'll turn into a game. I go, are you shy? Because it's like, you know, it's like I saw you run away from me down the aisle. I said, are we going to play tag or something? I'll, like, make it into a game. Yeah. I'll make it funny because the fact of the matter is being a man the problem is that most men aren't men, okay? It's like a man will go and look at you and say something, and you'll be like, oh, you'll have like that nervous, shy moment, right? And then you'll you'll avoid him. It's like playing hide-and-go-seek. He's got to break through and do it again. It's like these guys got to get some fucking balls, okay, and go and do it again. Yeah. Don't care. If she shuts you down twice, she's done with you. But give it a second chance. Make a funny joke about it or just go, hey, you playing hard to get? Or Well, don't be emotionally rattled. Oh, they're so emotionally rattled. Emotions. Yes, because yeah. she's full of emotions. When, yeah. women, when women see the man that they want coming towards them, their initial reaction is always to run the other direction. Yeah. They've been doing it since high school. So I remember the last one, one of the last times that we talked about you like dating someone was when you were going out with that kid. I think his name was Ben. Yeah. Um, and he, you guys met playing kickball. Yeah. And you were kind of into him for a little while. And yeah. then it kind of just like went away. What happened? He with was that? the presidential one. Oh, so yeah. it like oh, started was, out right. so fun. Right. And he, I'm, I'm kind of like really laid back and really just, I like to have a good time and sometimes almost to a fault. Like I don't let guys know that I can be serious and that I can be, uh, you know, deep and all these things. But I'm, I'm a little bit surface at first because I've just, you know, it's, it's, I have my guard up and, but also, I want to be able to be with somebody that I can have fun with. Like, my family, we all, when we get together, we like to go out fun. and drink and have a good time. And so, you know, well, everything, yeah, everything was was so cool in the first, like, month of it. And then as things progressed, it was like, mm, yeah. You it just, just got less fun? Yeah. He, well, he was like, I don't know. He couldn't He couldn't be spontaneous whatsoever. But I feel like I, I prefer someone who can have that balance where, you know, oh, I have, like, tickets to a concert tonight. Let's just, let's go do it. You know, and then didn't you just kind of let it go? Like, did you drop it or did he? Yeah, drop I was it? like, oh, I'm, I'm getting really busy. So yeah, if you don't hear from me for a little while, you use that excuse. That's, that's why. Yeah. Well, it actually was true for like about a couple of weeks and then I just <laughs> stopped. Yeah. OK, well, that's yeah. good. That leads me into the statement from the Chictionary that we asked David about in the first half of the show. So I have this new program that's called the Chictionary. Basically, it decodes the things that women are saying and doing. Um and we asked David a couple of the phrases that women will say and asked him what he thought that it meant. And I actually thought that he was pretty accurate in yeah, all the yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Well, but I want to ask one of them and then I want to go into overanalyze this. But what does it mean when a girl says to a guy, I have a boyfriend? Um, well, <laughs> it could be true or it could be that she's just really not interested and okay, that's so her thing as what excuse. Says. <laughs> yeah. But so when it's true, why is she saying it to the guy um i don't know i mean if he asks then that's probably <laughs> but do you one, ever like when you've had a boyfriend will you slip that into the conversation just to let the guy know where you're coming from the um well it's been so long i can't remember <laughs> but um no i don't think i've ever really been that kind of a person just my own personality i'm just haven't i don't think i've ever really been that way it took me two years to even admit that my serious boyfriend and I were together. So really, oh well, that's yeah. a whole other episode. But. It sure is. <laughs> I, get it? I only get on that episode. Yeah, seriously. Wow. Okay. There's commitment issues. Yeah, I love huge that. Huge commitment issues. And well, you did have like, but you did have like your profile picture with him in your profile picture on Facebook, which I did can be significant. Yeah, I mean, that's I a lot. only changed my name after I got married on Facebook, and I feel like that's way more legit than changing it with right? like, the government. Right? Yes. Oh, I, I know it so. is. It, it is. is. Like, because yeah. everybody can see Maybe that. Maybe then yeah. we should pay our taxes to Facebook. I think we Probably already are. are. We already are. <laughs> Eventually. Okay, so here is the first question. My name is Alex, and I live in Miami, and I've been single for three years and was wondering what advice I can get to change that. I'm not a bad guy or anything like that, and while I go out on dates, they never seem to get past the second or third date stage and evolve into something serious. And I won't deny I've turned down a few girls myself that I didn't find particularly attractive or interesting. I'm on all these dating sites like OkCupid and Plenty of Fish and never seem to get any return messages when I write someone up. I go to the singles bars and I always end up going home alone. I have my own place and my own car and have a job. So being self-sufficient isn't the problem. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I've always tried to be a good guy and treat a girl right. So what's missing? He doesn't know how to emotionally connect to women. Plain and simple. 
There's no, he does not have any clue how to emotionally, if a guy's on his site and going on for any guy that goes on lots of first dates and never gets a second date, it means that he's a terrible conversationalist. He probably talks a little bit about himself and the questions he asks are surface related. Mm -hmm. So my advice to him is to read that New York Times article and literally take some of those questions and ask on a date because this guy is just, it's very surface. Even his email is very surface Mm -hmm. that he writes in. It's not, there's no emotional Miami if you can't get laid in Miami my god there's something oh he's in Miami Miami it's like yeah there's a lot of whole bags in Miami and not to make him (laughs) yeah and not to get him to feel worse about himself but there is no I can hear it he's not there's no vulnerability there's no rawness and I can picture him on a date absolutely boring them with just Mm -hmm. basic sexuality let me talk for one second about vulnerability one second one shut up Okay. <laughs> um, you're making yourself vulnerable right now. I um, I saw American Sniper the other day. I want mm. to see that. Me too. It was all right. Nothing special. Nothing mm. different. However, uh, Bradley Cooper in it. I want his bones so bad. I want to do him like I've never done anyone. <laughs> and I will like talk about that for one second. Because you know I'm friends with him. You are? No, you're no, not. No, but okay. I saw the little eyes in your <laughs> I know. All yeah. three of us just turned our heads saying, really? When are we going to hang out with him? When's he going to be on the show? Such a and it's not because he's attractive, but no, to be honest. So let me talk about it. Because he's cool. he, he seems cool. In I've Authentic. never really been into him in like other movies. Um, he's never really done it for yeah, me, me necessarily either. because he, I think he's played surfacey. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's interesting about this movie was that the character, I picture someone who's in the mill, or he was a Navy SEAL. I picture someone in that position to be kind of surfacey. Like, you know, they're into family and country, and that's it. You know, it's like, I get Red it. State like, man. Yeah. yeah, like I get you. But with him, there was something that felt so much beyond that. It was like you felt this vulnerability from this really tough out. The, the fact that he was really tough on the outside, but in his eyes, there was this like insane vulnerability. And the same thing with like Ryan Gosling in A Place Beyond the Pines was that like he was kind of a badass who rode like a moped or something with a lot of tats. <laughs> but there was something so vulnerable about him. And I can't tell you how attractive that is. I actually had to call my mom on the phone, which I like never talked to her about like boys or things like that. And I was like, mom, I literally want Bradley Cooper's body. How do we make that happen? And we, my mom and I talked at length about how, how the vulnerability factor like really plays into that. Because he was tough, but you saw that like hint of either pain or sorrow or not. Well, that you have to be sad. You just described why women are attracted to. I'm putting air quotes. Bad boys. Yes, um, but mm. but a bad boy with vulnerability. With vulnerability. Exactly. I call it, You know what I call it? Become the retired bad boy. Get past the stage where you're fucking women for conquests on your bedpost. Yes, and that's then an become, asshole though. And then become now that's also a bad boy. There's a difference between there's a bad there's. There's players and there's bad boys, okay? But both of them need to grow up, okay? So the fact is, it's like every woman likes the bad boy, but the bad boy needs to grow up. So the vulnerability comes, and that, you know, I've seen some of those scenes that you're talking about where his shows where he shows his vulnerability. That's sexy to a woman. Going back to Alex so in Miami, there when is, you look he like should watch. But I bet you Alex is not a bad-looking guy. I bet you what Alex doesn't do is understand what vulnerability is. So you can go watch that movie. Go see The Gambler. Mm-hmm. Which is another cool movie about a guy that's kind of a one. prick and kind of you know really Mark. comes a little more vulnerable as the movie goes on and really starts to open up. I mean, there's there's things. If you look at like if you ever listen to George Clooney speak or Brad Pitt speak, okay, they are definitely bad boys. But there's so much vulnerability to both of them. George Clooney's um, speech that he did, I think, at the Golden Globes when he talked about his love that he has for his wife now, yeah, was. Beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. I was watching it, but that man's always had vulnerability, even during the stages when he was dating lots of people and everything else. He always yeah. talked about his friends and talked about his relationships and what he does. And I think that's what lack that's what's lacking in so many of these guys is that they think vulnerability is weak when vulnerability is Well, I think that's strength. one of the things that so gets sexy. shown in those 36 questions. I think that is I love guys with depression yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, like I just it. go so, to so. like psychologist's office and wait for men to come out. That's a great hookup. You could meds <laughs> Just too. a lot of, sa- yeah. But, yeah. Well, and I'm so cynical. I think like the vulnerability is an act on some guys. I do they too, just, yeah. Like, that's the hipster think that vulnerability. That's what you know, right? What what I'm looking for? Yeah, you can so, see it when it's genuine. Yeah, yeah. That's the young boy. Yeah. Hi, ladies, love the show. I met a woman at a bar for a first date through Hinge, similar to Tinder. We were asking about oh, yeah. that a few weeks yep, ago. I know Hinge. Well, you do. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Similar to Hinder, but more respectable. 
Not for long. It's not more respectable. <laughs> we both had five to six drinks. Woo! The conversation was pretty Ooh, good. We were laughing a lot, and we had good physical contact. We kissed a little at the bar, and then split a cab home, where there was more of a uh, physical makeout session. I said goodnight to the cab, and she went back to her own place. The next day, I texted. I had a great time with you. Let's together. Let's get together next week if you're interested and not worn out from Silence all the yoga. Bit, right? She's a physical therapist and had yoga courses all weekend. Just like a side note, her response was, "I had." fun too. Thanks for a good evening. I don't know if I see this going anywhere long term. Maybe we should just cut our losses for now. In your opinion, is she not interested at all? Or is the door still open for me to pursue something short term with her? I assumed she wasn't in. I know. Trust me. I'm thinking the same thing. I assumed she wasn't interested at all and responded with, okay, maybe I'll see you around. Or no. some, sometime. Nope. Jack from DC, 29. And then he said, please bring back Mo for a guest spot. I miss... We could I probably bring guys. him here to sideshow. Well, for I don't sure. know if we want him to infiltrate this. I, I, I got to end. Yeah, exactly. Can I answer that quickly? Because yes. it's driving me nuts. Okay? Of course. First off, you fucking alcoholic, okay? When you drink five or six drinks on a date, you're asking for... Whoops. You're asking, <laughs> no. Sarah could drink them under the table. Yeah, because you, you know what you're asking for? You're asking for the sober the sober rewind the very next morning. She's going to regret just about everything she did because she's not going to remember it. So whether she had a great time on the date, she made out with you, maybe that wasn't within her personality or whatever right. it might be. But I tell people all the time, one drink on a date and that's it. Stay sober. I don't drink at all, you know? So it's like, to me, if I go out with somebody that have three drinks, I'm like, goodbye. You know, nice knowing you. If you you can't hang out with somebody. One drink. Unless you can handle your alcohol. Nobody, yeah, nobody, nobody can handle I know a lot drinks. of people who can. I have a bad story where I met this guy. Sarah can handle her alcohol. Yes. <laughs> Literally, I, w- I go to a bar with Sarah and I like sip like this on my like my like little beer that I'll have. I'll yeah. literally just put my lips and in she's the cup. Like six in. Sarah gulps it, but she's Sarah still. But she, she can yeah. drink like uh, like a sailor. Yes, yeah, a little caveat but, but sa- to what's being but said. The sail- but the sailor, when the sailor is out with another sailor on a date, Things yeah, that's true. Things could that's get out of hand. I'm like out definitely hand. the like El Capitan. Yes, and then you have that rewind the very next day, and it's all over. He ruined it. Whatever, whatever he had, and he did nothing wrong with the text the next day and everything else. I mean, you know that text was great, but he took the alcohol plunge to let himself free. Now, he needs to look at this as a lesson. There's nothing you could do with her because you're not going to rewind that whole thing. She's day. not interested. Yeah, there's She's there's, not interested. There's no, like, yeah. door open. Mm-hmm. But the next time you go out on a date, maybe have one or two drinks with somebody, and I guarantee you'll have better success the next day. Five drinks pounding on a first date? Uh-uh. All right, there you go. What do you think? Um, I don't think I've ever really had that issue on a first date it's I mean it's usually been with someone that I've been hanging out with for a while and oh whoops we had a really fun night whatever but um, I tend to agree I think you probably are both going to get so drunk that you're going to do more than you probably would and then you're maybe embarrassed the next day and or you know. that you tried something that you may not have tried if you were sober yeah like, exactly really so like, exactly. Yeah, like that, blowing yeah. his dog right yeah. exactly I do I do want to tell one little I, I have no idea are you sure that, that was not alcohol came in. I do want to tell one little Tinder story quickly, not from me, but um, Tinderella from, story. Oh, a Tinderella story. Yeah, I do want to tell a Tinderella story. I like so, that Tinderella. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> don't steal it. It's mine. So Carla, who's credit. my new wing girl, <laughs> <And the poo. laughs> yeah, who is going to come on this show uh, very soon to talk about all of her dating scenarios. So she uses Tinder, and this one guy wrote to her and said, "Can I cut your hair?" Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Mm. On Tinder, and to which she said, yeah, because she wanted a free haircut. He's not even a hairdresser. But she ends, when it, the story ends with her coming back with a fabulous with a haircut. No, she did get a great hair, haircut, but I thought that was really interesting. Like, that's how he reached out mm. to her. He really it's, only wanted to give her a haircut in the very end. That's weird. It but it was weird. very creepy. <laughs> to Ew, say, what like, he did with the hair let's try Hinge. Yeah. Maybe Tinder Buffalo is getting Bob? a little creepy. Hair dolls? No. no, when she did come back, I was Buffalo like, oh, maybe Bob? I should go see You don't remember that? Silence of the Lambs? Buffalo Bob? Oh, I never yeah, like lambs. Yeah. Put on the skin of put on other the skin. people. He's oh, Buffalo yeah. Bob. Yeah. yeah. But with hair. Freaked me out. I kept making fun of her. I'm like, he's going to chop your head off. Give me the, his phone Maybe number. Maybe he when works you go for like there. an extensions company. Maybe. And so he's just doing dual. Yeah. Like, like you know how there's stone. like fake women on Tinder? Maybe there's like, yeah. like yeah. hairdressers on yeah. the prowl. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. This is the last question. Hey, I was in a relationship for nine years and I've been single for about three years. Lately, I've been noticing a lot of attention from women who are currently in relationships of even married. They uh, they seem to be uh, attracted to me more than single women. One of my coworkers, who I'm very attracted to, got married only about six months ago, recently told me how attracted she was to me and asked, how are you single? If I were single, I would date you in a heartbeat. 
Okay. Do you already hear the answer on this one? Okay. I have several more examples with other women, but that's basically what's happening. In a way, I'm flattered, but it's also frustrating because I have attractive girls texting me who have boyfriends or husbands while often getting rejected and ignored, 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 ignored by the single women. I will admit that I'm a very lovely type. The way I talk to women is very fun and laid back. It's flirty, but not flirty in an obvious way. I've always approached women this way because I wasn't trying to pick them up. Now that I'm single, I use the same approach and I get a lot of numbers and dates, but they seem to fade out quick. Do I need to, to make a change? Do you have any suggestions? Thanks. There's Chris his from answer. Chicago. He's, you know, he's the safe guy. So every single woman who's in a relationship likes to talk to him when the relationships aren't going great. Or when they and, are going great. Or they are going great. An ego boost. An ego boost. say, oh, I would date you, but right? I'm, I'm but I'm But I'm married. But you, he, he just answered his own question. Yeah. He's... You know, but he's not flirty enough. So yeah. they have no idea. Not in an obvious not way. An obvious What's wrong way? with being obvious? It's like, that's what people love. It's like, you want to be obvious? It's like, people are so afraid to be obvious. It's like, what's wrong with looking at somebody and going, you're fucking hot. I want to fuck you. I want to get to know you. It's like fucking hot. It's like, yeah. but everybody's like beating around the bush all the time. So people are playing this not guessing literally. game. Right. Literally. Well, See, no, the thing is, I don't really know. I don't no know what's flirting, you know but that. in a non-obvious <laughs> way. in this house. <laughs> oh, you're okay. in a relationship. How I'm too bush? lazy. I would never even. Landing what? strip or full bush? Full bush. You got full? I trim. Look at her. She's like doing off her I sweater. Trim. I know. Oh my God. I'm like, this is not a very crispy I don't trim all the way up to my chest. I mean, it's still a little hairy up here, but I trim. Full bush. What do you think about that? What about, what do you think about flirting, but not in an obvious way? Like, I think that's exactly who I am. Really? As a <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm saying from a, from a uh, guy with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so to me, I, I, don't, I don't particularly prefer men that come on too strong, um, like cocky men. I, I don't like that. Right. Um, but flirting in an obvious way doesn't mean cocky. No, no, I guess you're right. But You're um, hot and he wants to take you out. He tells you that. If a man comes up to you and starts talking, you go, you know, you're fucking hot. I want to talk. I want to get to know it would you. totally weird me out. Would it? Yeah. You should go <laughs> to with be it. honest. You should but go wait. With it. No, explain that. Weird you out. Yeah. And weird I'm, you out where you would run home and cry. Weird you out where you would <laughs> slap him thumb. across the face. Or weird have nine him drinks. out where you get excited about it because you're uncomfortable. What if it was what the right guy? Wow. Like if it was like a super sexy dude that you were into and he was like, he said that to you really straight up. Yeah. You, like, I think like, you would like, be well, into sure, it. Like yeah, I'm Ralph's sure guys. that I would like respond positively in that right. situation. But I guess the only time that I've ever had a guy come up and say that to me is someone that's like totally creepy and just, I'm not in a bar and drunk. Mm. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. What about, <laughs> if, what about the Ralph's guy or the Gelson's guy came up to you? He flirted with you a little bit and goes, you know, you're hot. I want to get to know you a little bit more. Very calmly looking you in the eyes, good eye contact, good conversation before that. How would you feel then? Um, yeah. I mean, I would give it the benefit of the doubt. I would still be weirded out by it just because I feel like I'm not used to people approaching me that way. Okay, but that's different. Though. So, so okay, explain more about weirded out. Okay, so that makes, it <laughs> what makes does you that un- even it mean? makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, like, but not in a good way or a bad way. Yeah, okay, but it makes you feel something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, as definitely. opposed to most other approaches that don't make you feel anything. That don't make you feel anything. Right. Okay, so yes. that could be good That's or bad, true. and you can build on that from there. You're mm-hmm. not saying that I'm disgusted by the person. No, no, not necessarily. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be that type of obvious flirting where it's just being very clear with your intentions. Mm-hmm. It could be, it could be light touch and right. bantering right. and laughing with one another. It could that be, I, that I'm into, like yeah. that I'm into more of that because it just feels less aggressive, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but here's the uh, thing. But I'll say the same thing. I I I I would be weirded out as well by a lot of the approaches that I advise guys to do. But for me, weirded out is taken aback, maybe slightly uncomfortable, but that can amount to something great. That's great because like, it's something you're getting something you never had before. Right. It would make me curious. I would become slightly attracted in some way. Mm-hmm. The thing is it gets me to pay attention to the person. That yeah. that's yeah. maybe why it weirds me out memorable. It very yeah. It's also an authenticity. You can feel yeah. like if a guy walks over and he says you're hot and there's a creepiness to it. But if a guy talks you can go, you guy guess a great smile. You're really sexy. If it you can feel an authentic compliment. That's something I always tell guys all the time. If you're gonna compliment her be authentic about it. Don't be. Don't do it because you want to take her out. She's mm-hmm. going to feel that. So if a guy says that very nonchalantly, and you could tell he gets a little red in the face, there's yeah. this feeling afterwards. You can tell he's flushed well, with emotions. Well, that's like the vulnerability exactly. that we're attracted to. Exactly. Is like, ooh, he's getting embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> you want to like poke him? A little yeah, bit. yeah. No, I love or that. Show I love some that. Bush. Or show yeah. him. Just, I mean, how can you not? It's everywhere. Cool. It doesn't. It's like you unzip your it, pants. You need to wear a turtleneck next time. Way too much. It doesn't come out of the bathing suit, does it? 
Um, well, I do wear full pants as a bathing suit, so no, it doesn't come out. <laughs> All right. Well, that is this week's segment of Overanalyze This. You if you really want to write questions, write into, that's when she lost you? Yeah, <laughs> Not when we... she was like trying to cover up her neck. From all the... uh, write yeah. into ask at askwomenpodcast.com and we will uh, try to answer your questions. If you want to be sure we do answer your questions, write a really good subject line. That's what I've been uh, responding to now that really catches my attention. Um, so write to ask at askwinpodcast.com. Also check out the Chictionary, which is now available, wingirlmethod.com slash the dash Chictionary. It's only $7.99 and it's a uh, wealth of information for you. Um, also, please go onto iTunes. Give us five stars. Go to the Ask Win Podcast. Subscribe. Give us five stars. Boost us up on iTunes so we can stay on the air a little bit longer and provide you this free information on a weekly basis. You can go to Kristen's Twitter. Yes, go to my Twitter at yes. Kristen Carney. Kristen um, Carney, Harry Bush. HarryBush.com. Yes. <laughs> Harry, Harry, HarryBush.com. There you go. And then, Sarah, where do we find you? Anal hair doesn't come out, too, uh, does it? Well, I, take I have a dance okay, company oh, wow. um, here in L.A. We're called Mashup Contemporary Dance Company. So. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. Cool. Check out the videos Mashup that Dance. they have on YouTube. Wait, more importantly, the guys, what supermarkets do you go to again? <laughs> Ralph's. Ralph's. Yes. Gelson's. Gelson's. There you go. <laughs> That's <laughs> what they care more about. I know. like, where? How do I fly to California now to find this girl? Oh, there's there's waiting in the yogurt section. Yeah, forever. I will be in the yogurt section yes. if you need me. Perfect. Yeah. And then David Wygant, how do they find you? Not at Gelson's or Ralph's, sorry. Um, <laughs> well, all right. Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah Rainbow Acres, you know, yeah. little hood place. DavidWygant.com. DavidWygant.com. Perfect. All right, well, thanks David for being here. Oh, and that's the end of the show. <laughs> all right, thank you Goodbye. for listening. <laughs> 